0: Gridiron Grinder! Hut, hut, hike! Alright, it's Wednesday night. Gridiron Grinder time. I'm Ryan. With me as always is my buddy James. Just a couple of dudes hanging out talking about what's going on in the NFL each week. Uh, This is episode 103, creeping up there. Uh, So for tonight we're going to kick things off with Name That Stadium like we always do. After that we're going to hit the news from this past week, which is a little bit shortened since we just did our past show on Friday. Uh, and then after that, we're going to spend some time evaluating the infamous Andy Dalton scale. There was a interesting article, article on NFL.com recently talking about it. and We want to give our two cents. Uh, and then last but not least, we'll close things off with question of the week. And so with all that being said, how's it going tonight, James?
1: It's going good. How's it going with you? It's
0: going good, man. It's going good. You know, we, uh, we got our show tonight short week and then we're off next week it's like holy cow you know we finally have one hit triple digits and what's going on here we think we're like celebrities we can just call things off whenever we want
1: and you know it's summertime gotta take the kids on vacations
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah. hey i don't know three and two years i think we're doing pretty good true (laughs) uh okay well let's kick it over to name that stadium and so for anybody who's watching this is a part of the show where, as you can see, James is out there traveling the country. Uh, every week, he's got a different stadium in his background. And we're just asking, if you think you know what stadium that is, hit us up in our comments section. First person to get the right answer gets a special shout-out next week's show. Uh, James, where were we at last week, man?
1: Last week, I was in Houston. I I chose Houston because, well, we were talking about first-year head coaches, and I thought... Basically, was thinking Lovey Smith was like the worst of all of them, and instead of taking the best, I took the worst last week and went with Houston.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it was a, it was a fun show talking about the new coaches. We got ten of them out there this year. I mean, geez, when you think about it, ten of them—it's like a third of the league almost. You know, it's a it's a lot of turnover. And then we covered it: six offensive-minded, four defensive-minded, five retreads, five fresh meat. It's a a pretty good mix. I would say for new guys in the league or new newly appointed head coaches is the proper way to put it. So, uh, okay, cool. Well, good stuff. Let's move it on here and let's do a (laughs) recap of the past week. Uh, and so James looking at the news from this past week, uh, keeping in mind, we're just going back to this past Friday. Uh, it seemed like mostly puff pieces to me. And so there's not going to be a ton that I dig into, uh, but the big one that came out earlier today is that Baker Mayfield has been traded to the Carolina Panthers uh, for a conditional 2024 fifth-round pick, and so I think they were saying that can bump up to a fourth rounder if if I saw that right. Um, yeah,
1: it was a fourth rounder, and it was dependent on um, playing time, okay. I believe.
0: And that's, that's a pretty – oh, and in addition to that, I believe he took a $3.5 million pay cut for this upcoming season. And so, you know, all that being said, I think that was a pretty good deal for Carolina, to be honest. Um, you know, they know Darnold's not likely the answer, and so now they got Baker, who I think everybody is assuming comes in as the QB1. If things fail – You know, you got Darnold there at least to have maybe a little bit of fire under him. Who knows? Um, But they didn't have to, like, you know, sell the farm to get Baker. Uh, I would have preferred them being patient and getting Jimmy G. But, hey, it is what it is. You know, they made a move.
1: Yeah, which kind of, like, I was hearing a lot of Jimmy G, Jimmy G stuff. And then I think it kind of tells me that maybe Jimmy G is not, and I told you this, Maybe Jimmy G's not as far along in his recovery as um, he, he should be.
0: Yeah, that could be something. And hang on to that because we're going to talk about that in our question of the week. But, yeah, that could be a concern. Uh, so, all right, in other news, James, I saw a former Bears defensive lineman Eddie Goldman has signed a one-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I think that was a good move. He's been solid on the, uh, interior defensive line there in Chicago. Um, you know, him, Grady Jarrett, that could be good for the Falcons. They need help. They'll take all the help they can get uh, one year deal. So it's nothing crazy, but, um, you know, solid piece to report I would say. Uh, it's yeah, not bad. Yeah. It's, it's nothing spectacular, but he's, he'll be a contributor. Um, and then you were just telling me something about Demarius Thomas man what's going on there
1: yeah apparently in his autopsy report they he he had CTE like I just come across it and, and now I've lost it um, but he had he had CTE Where the fuck did it go um this is annoying. I just had it <laughs> ah, there it is. It's like I just had it open. Somehow, this stupid fucking browser tab closed. Um, so bear with me. He had, sure. He had, he had CTE. Um, and they believe that that's what caused his seizures.
0: Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because that's um, what, what, what he had a they think he had a seizure and fell and hit his head or something was the cause of death he
1: was he was having seizure issues since he um since since he left the nfl and then so i think from what i'm glancing through the article again i think they're saying that possibly cte was a contributing factor to his seizure okay Um, he was struggling with with memory loss paranoia and erratic and behavior
0: oh man that's not year. that's all horrible stuff i and i didn't know any of that until uh after we found out he had he had passed and um I, you know i remembered hearing a little bit about some issues but i i had no idea it was to like any kind of extent like that you know that's not good yeah
1: and apparently the last year before his death, it kind of, it was increasing. Okay. It's become, it was getting worse. But they say CTE isn't known to cause seizures, but they think that it could have been a contributing factor because he would he would just isolate himself because of his paranoia and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, maybe it needs further research. And yeah, I'm sure they're the league and all these medical experts are still trying to figure it out and.
1: The league you know, doesn't give two fucks. They just want to bury anything that has to do with concussions and not talk about it. Come on. Well, now.
0: I mean, I think they gotta they gotta try to keep these guys safe if they want to protect the future of the league. And
1: they gotta pretend to keep the guys safe. Okay. All
0: right. All right. And you know, and I will say this. You know, the junior Seo thing was pretty traumatic, but that was, um, you know, sending a pretty big message of hey, you got to check this stuff out because it's messing with yeah. people. And so um, it's it's a bummer to hear that. But hopefully the league or whoever does better for these players and takes care of them because I love me some football and I want to keep watching it, James. All right. Anything else news-wise that you saw since this past Friday?
1: Uh, not really. I'm there was one other thing, like, there's a random thing. Apparently, RFK caught on fire. Okay. Or there were fires. It's like, it's like they can't, can't dem- they're not, basically, for some reason, they can't demolish RFK. And it keeps catching on fire. And it's just like, the fuck.
0: Yeah, that's not a good situation.
1: <laughs> glancing, glancing at it, uh, not really.
0: Okay. Well, we don't need to beat the dead horse. It was a short oh, Hank,
1: week. Uh Hank. Hate to hate to hate to end on this note, but uh, but basically, Hank Goldberg, who was like the handicapper, handicapping analysis, uh, handicapping expert for ESPN, died this week.
0: Oh, you know, I'm glad you caught that. I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah, he was a, a pretty uh, well-known guy, man. Yeah. He... Which, hey, we might switch it up this year when we get to the regular season. I was talking yeah. to you about a, a proposed change where we bring in a betting angle.
1: Yeah, he was he was 500 or better in 15 of 17 NFL seasons while predicting games at free SPN. Okay. Which is pretty good. Like, I mean, that's pretty damn consistent.
0: Yeah. Nice and steady.
1: Mm, he was 82, so it's probably, you know, he had chronic kidney disease and old age ailments, so that's what they're saying he basically died from.
0: Gotcha. Oh, yeah, and we don't have to finish it on that note because uh, we were actually talking earlier about the Seahawks. Making some announcement about the uh, the team is not for sale right now.
1: It's not for sale right now, at, but it will be in the future. Okay. It was it was the Seahawks and the Portland Trailblazers are owned by the same person. Gotcha. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, uh, it, you're just rich saying, people uh, issues. Rich people issues. You're gonna sell it for like six billion dollars, and yeah. And so we got to make
0: six billion, is what you're telling me, James.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: You know, I'd love to buy a team with you. I'll I'll come up with three. You come up with three. Come on.
1: Or find somebody to give us a loan for. But then we have to pass the back the whole get admitted to the league. So we got to get the money
0: first. I think we can get in. We're just gonna show them. Our episode of Gridiron Grinder that went over 100 views. And they're going to be like, oh, get these guys in here. They're amazing.
1: Or or keep these guys the fuck out of here. (laughs) They
0: (laughs) They make us sign something. No more Gridiron Grinder.
1: Yeah. This asshole keeps ripping the league and and the concussion (laughs)
0: policy. What the fuck? Okay. We'll stop doing the show. Give us the team. Easy. All right. We're really stretching it now. So... Yeah. Let's move it on here. Let's get to uh, the main part of the show. So tonight, like we were saying, we are going to evaluate the Andy Dalton scale. And this was prompted by an article that came out on June 22nd uh, on NFL.com by Dan Hanzoos. The Andy Dalton scale, top candidates to be the prime meridian of QB ones in the 2022 NFL season. And so... We both saw this, James. I uh, disagreed with some of Hansus's assessment and thought it'd be good for us to give our two cents. It's not that I think he's, like, wildly off, but I just, um, you know, I want to give Dalton a little bit more credit than maybe he got throughout his career. Uh, I, I want to maybe take down Derek Kerr just a notch because he was up there pretty high on this guy's list. And, of course, I want to pump up Kirk Cousins because he was uh, – A lot lower on the list than I I thought was fair. But uh, there's a whole lot of other notes here. And I put together uh, a fairly detailed assessment trying to compare Andy Dalton to uh, all of the quarterbacks in the league during the prime of his career. I came up with actually 32 total quarterbacks. And I had to qualify them all that they had to play at least four seasons within that time span to try and give us as accurate of a reflection as possible. Uh, And James, you know that we got to do it that way because if you went back 15 years, teams were running the ball a lot more. And if you focus just on this year, teams are passing the ball way the heck more. And so uh, I had to try to timestamp it as best as I could for that prime part of his career. And so if all that seems to make sense to you, why don't uh, I pull up my notes here and give you my two cents and we can kick this thing back and forth a little bit. We
1: We probably should go into a little bit of, for those that don't know what exactly the Andy Dalton scale is.
0: Yeah. Kick it off. Let's start there.
1: So, so it was, it was created by Chris Wesseling a number of years ago. And he basically said, Andy Dalton is the average quarterback in the NFL. If you're better than Andy Dalton or you're higher than Andy Dalton on the scale then you're a franchise quarterback if you're lower than Andy Dalton on the scale, your team should be looking for a replacement um, and he, he used Andy Dalton because based on his 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 like career statistics you would think he was a good good player and but he never really amounted to anything
0: yeah it's like he was too good to cut loose but not good enough to get him to win some playoff games and so he was like always a disappointment uh but it was hard to pull the plug on him because quarterbacks are at a premium and it's hard to find good quarterbacks and you know it was almost a little bit of like a jay cutler ish type syndrome where you know there was enough that you liked about him that you just wanted to hang on to him, but there was enough that you didn't like about him that it just, yeah. And, and you would just ask, is my quarterback better than Andy Dalton? If the answer is yes, you keep him. If the answer is no, you're back looking for a quarterback.
1: Exactly. And it, apparently, the, and, and then the article you had found was proposing, since Andy Dalton's no longer a starter, was coming up with the new – quarterback that is basically the average quarterback where you, if he's, where, where the dividing line between franchise quarterback and needs to be replaced.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And so for tonight, let's talk about uh, the assessment that I did and sort of compare it to Dan Hansus's article in terms of who's really above him and who's really below him. You know, who are the names that are really on that list? Because, like, for example, I didn't put in guys like Josh Allen or Kyler Murray or even Justin Herbert because they're too new. You know, they, they kind of hit their stride after Dalton already really fell off the map, to be honest. And so they're not even in my assessment. And then there's guys that were from, uh, like, earlier in his career, like Brandon Whedon and rg3 and guys that people know they remember the names but they really had no staying power in the league and so hard enough to get a big enough sample size to look at them but it's very obvious dalton was better than them because he had staying power and so um so james i came up with 32 total quarterbacks including andy dalton which is really just coincidental, that 32 number with there being 32 teams. Uh, but I, I started with looking at guys back in um, 2012, and then I started tailing things off uh, in 2019. And, and really, Dalton's prime career was like 2012 to 2017. He got hurt in 2017, and if you look at from that point on, you can very clearly see he never got back to form. Uh, but he had a, a very good six-year sample size, which is where everybody knows him from the Andy Dalton scale. And so, um, you know, we haven't done this before, but I want to see if I can share my screen here, James.
1: We did do it before, and it, it was all fucked up. It became a 3
0: Oh, gotcha. All right. Well, then right. I'm glad you said that. I don't want to do that. Let me uh, take this down and I'll just I'll read it off here. And so um, so out of these 32 names, James, I looked at a lot of stats and it was um, mostly passing stats. And so guys like Cam Newton were lower on the list than what their real value is, because a lot of what he did was on the ground. Uh, and then also it doesn't look at things like supporting cast, you know, so if your team had a good running back or good receivers or even a great defense and helped you get wins losses, you know, that's a part of the equation that's missing here. This is like purely passing stats. And what I tried to do was look at what your players touchdown percentage was, what, what their touchdown to interception ratio was, and then put them all on an apples to apples comparison, meaning If they all threw the exact same amount of attempts, who would have more yards, touchdowns, and interceptions than whoever else? And based off of that, assign a pecking order. And so, you know, to me, the touchdown percent is huge because it's if I let you throw the ball 20 times, I want to know how many of those 20 times are you going to score? How dangerous are you? The touchdown to interception ratio is important because if you throw 10 touchdowns that's great but if you throw 10 interceptions you basically just you know voided yourself out and guys like Jameis Winston you know like give him credit when you look at this exercise he actually has a very high touchdown percentage the problem is he's also got a freaking crazy high interception percentage and so it, it knocks him down on the list and so um I know that different people look at different things. These are just the two items that I think are the most important. And then I I weighted them and I basically put everybody into an order here. And so at the top of the list, James, no surprise, we got Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. And Mahomes kind of just like barely made the cut because he's still fairly new too. But uh, it was enough that I, I felt it was important to put him in here. These guys, man, they're, they're way up high. Uh, both of them were over 6% with their touchdown percentage. And so that means 6% of the time they throw the ball, it's a touchdown. That's, that's pretty huge. Uh, but also for them, extremely low interception percentage. Mahomes at 1.56, Rogers at 1.3. Uh, and then the touchdown-to-interception ratio, Uh, which I mentioned is a key thing I look at. Rodgers is lighting the world on fire with 4.87. So he throws 4.87 touchdowns for every interception he throws. Mahomes, 4.19, still pretty damn respectable. Uh, When you look at all the other players across the league, they are in the 3.5 or lower category there, which just shows you these two guys, they're in a league of their own, James. Uh, and then if I if I take it down a little bit, I'm not going to read everybody because this will take all night, but Russell Wilson very solidly at number three, 6.3, 6.13% touchdown percentage and a 345 touchdown to interception ratio. Pretty badass. Uh, Brady was at four, no surprise there. Deshaun Watson at five. I think that that's one. Hans Zeus left him off his list for whatever reason. Um, you know, and Watson at five was impressive because he does a lot on the ground too. And so that one, it's like, okay, if he can keep that career trajectory, uh, and actually get on the field, uh, he's one to watch. Andrew Luck was at six. The interesting one where I want to talk about the Hanzoos article is Kirk Cousins came in at seven James and it, you know, here's the thing, like all this. Puts everybody apples to apples. And so Cousins has a really high completion percentage. He has a very respectable yards per attempt. Uh, But the key here is focusing on the touchdown percentage and the touchdown to interception ratio. Cousins is up there, man. He has a 5.37 touchdown percentage and a very low 1.89 interception percentage, which means he's very safe with the ball. And so um, just pausing for a second, I took all this and I averaged out the amount of attempts that these guys make across the group, and then I showed if everybody had that same average, what would their yards, touchdowns, and interceptions be? For Cousins, it was 4,500 yards, 31 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. I mean, that's a solid season for anybody. You know, I think he gets dinged a little bit because they're in more of a run first team, at least under Zimmer. Uh, But when you let him throw the ball, he is a very, very good quarterback. Uh, And then also, you know, taking him up, but also recognizing one that needed to be maybe dropped down a notch, James, is Drew Brees. He's very solidly in this Andy Dalton era. Breeze, for all the ra- all the records, all the stats, all the everything he gets, uh, he actually came in at eighth, which is one below Cousins. Uh, and that's in large part because Breeze had a significantly higher interception percentage. Uh, and, you know, thinking back, it actually took me a little bit to realize, yeah, he threw a lot of touchdowns, but the dude also had a lot of turnovers, man. And so, uh, so yeah, that was... Think-
1: I think yeah. with Breeze like a lot of the turnovers happened later in his career than it did in the beginning like when when he was when he Peak like breeze. when he basically couldn't throw the ball downfield like I guess not never mind I I seem to remember it being later in his career all his all his interceptions but it looks like Basically, the last four years, he had 23 interceptions over four years. That's pretty damn good compared to his first whatever what was that 15, 16 years. He had 220. Eh, okay. <laughs> I- I remember I remember different differently. It felt like like his last like two years, he was throwing interception after interception. But. Guess I was wrong. <laughs>
0: uh, OK, hey, no biggie, no biggie. Um, yeah. And so then, you know, looking at some of these other names, you know, one of them that I think would surprise you, James. And I think that this one, it's just one to monitor. But Carson Wentz rated really high. He came in at number nine, uh, and that's in large part, it's a combination. Uh, He's got a high touchdown percentage. He's also got a low interception percentage, and so, you know, he, he fell apart that last year in Philly, but he did come back and actually put up some pretty respectable stats last year in Indianapolis. If he can, I guess, get more consistency I think people would actually trust him as being a top-tier quarterback because his career stats actually support him being in the top 10 right now.
1: Yeah, and if you think about if you think about his just let's go with last year, like for for the beginning part of the season, if you break it down game by game, he was having a pretty good year up until like the last 2-3 weeks of the season when yeah. the wheels fell off. And I think I think he just the problem with him is, yeah, he. I think he's a good quarterback. I just think he buckles under the pressure, and he can't handle that pressure.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so this is looking just purely at like a 17-game season of stats if everybody threw the same amount of attempts. The clutch aspect is a very important thing to point out, James, and so there's definitely more to it than just this analysis. Uh, and also worth pointing out is that, his yards per attempt is actually significantly lower than all of his peers. And so if you put him into this model, he only throws just over 4,000 yards in a 17-game span, whereas everybody below him and above him is around 4,400 or higher, give or take. Uh, And so that's notable because if you put a little bit more weight on that, it would bring his weight, it would bring his rating down uh, more than likely outside of the top 10. So, uh, and then, you know, I did want to touch on one here, which I think is important to point out, which is Matt Stafford. And it's just chilling out on his rating a little bit. Stafford came in at 13th overall, and I know he just won the Super Bowl. Everybody's super high on the guy. Uh, but I, and I've been saying it for years, James, his stats are so high because all they ever do is pass the ball. His whole career with the Lions, they never ran the ball, probably because they couldn't. But he he always led the league or was near the top in attempts, him and Breeze for years. And I always felt like that skewed his numbers, and people thought he was better than he was. I think Stafford's a very good quarterback, but according to this assessment, he comes at number 13 overall, which is still not horrible, but Andy Dalton himself is at sixteen, and so I, I just don't want to go too crazy about Stafford when, he, when he's that close in this assessment to Andy Dalton.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I, you know, I think Stafford's a Hall of Famer. I think it's it's the stats. You're right. It is a product of uh, of the systems he played in because the Lions couldn't couldn't run the ball or didn't even try to run the ball. Yeah. But but if you look at some of the best. Um, seasons and at the wide receiver position, like a couple of those seasons are with Stafford. And that's more of the intangible side, which just doesn't take into effect. And when you talked about the Lions couldn't run the ball, I heard uh, something funny on the radio earlier today where they were talking about how Rick Pitino has to go into every fan base and give them a pep talk and say... Like going to the Giants fan base and say, LT is not walking through that door. Because every <laughs> fan base lives in the past.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's good to point out. Um, and, and it's also good to do these exercises because you're kind of, you're trying to quantify some of the things that people have qualified just based off of their eye, not necessarily like, some tangible stuff to support it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, interesting here in this assessment, Hanzoos calls for Matt Ryan, uh, potentially being the 2022 prime Meridian. Uh, If we looked at Matt Ryan's stats, he actually comes in at 15, which is one spot ahead of Andy Dalton. And so that's a very logical prime Meridian candidate for this year. Uh, But my concern with it is that this is looking at the Dalton era James, you and I, I think if we looked at the current era with all the guys that I kept out of this, Tua, Herbert, you know, Kyler Murray, all those guys, Matt Ryan might be too far down the list to really consider as the prime meridian. And so, uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, The one thing I did want to say, though, is in this top 16, I do not see Derek Carr and Zeus like very clearly calls out Derek Carr as like a no-brainer better than Dalton. He may be, now that he has Devontae Adams. But if you look at his stats to date, he actually comes in at number 18 on the list, which is two below Dalton. Uh, Not horrible, but it's, uh, you know, the one thing I want to point out with him is if you compared this apples-to-apples between Dalton and Carr, Dalton would have 4,200 yards passing. Carr would have 4,200 yards passing. Dalton would have almost 29 touchdowns. Carr, 26. Dalton, 15 and a half picks. Carr, 11. And so, Carr, a little more efficient. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of like pick your poison. They're pretty close, but I wouldn't say he's definitively above Andy Dalton. You know, maybe if you weight these things a little bit differently, yeah, you can flip the scales and get him above Dalton. I just don't think it's a no-brainer, James.
1: Yeah, and I think I think there's a lot of lot of flaws with the people he eliminated. I don't know how he fucking came up with some of these people, like like for instance, um, people that are clearly below below uh, Andy Dalton, like Jerry Goff. Jerry Goff's barely below Andy Dalton on on there yeah he is but he's barely below yeah or or um baker mayfield baker mayfield eh, he's a little bit below but but if you actually actually at one point last year baker mayfield was basically on par with andy dalton
0: oh yeah oh yeah
1: I, like I, I i told you was we telling you earlier through 1818 attempts Comparing that to the NFL per eighteen hundred eighteen attempts, everything was like right on par with the rest of the NFL average. and I mean four point seven T D percentage, two a little bit higher interception percentage, but he he would have been right on par with them. It's it's a little bit a little bit lower now, but he he was right on par and let me see who else Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, oh, he's clearly below Andy Dalton. You we have Carson based on your based on the analysis that you did, it's Carson Wentz is at, at nine, clearly way higher. above. Way way higher. way higher.
0: Yeah. No, that's one that we're we're way off on. And it and it I guess I would like to know where does Hans Zeus put his priority when looking at these passers? What does he what does he weigh the most in his evaluation? Because I'm looking at touchdowns and touchdowns to interceptions is a ratio if Mm -hmm. you put most of your weight on those how much they score and how often they turn the ball over i mean carson wentz clearly has a a way higher ceiling here uh, than andy dalton and Derek carr
1: exactly uh
0: but interesting your your uh information on baker mayfield i like baker mayfield and i i hope it works out in carolina um You know, and he's still fairly young, you know, and so things can get better for him. Um, You know, I think it'll help having a change of scenery that that seems to be kind of the trick for some guys in their careers. And uh, and we know that Matt Rule and company, they're kind of in do or die mode. So, you know, they're going to want to get him up to speed quickly and, and squeeze all the juice they can out of him. As, as soon as possible. Uh, but so now, James, looking at this bottom 16, the guys below Andy Dalton, there were a few names that I wanted to point out. Some of them you might think are no-brainers, but they were just a little bit of a surprise to me. Uh, and one of them was Eli Manning. And so, James, he came in at 25th overall on this list, which. I guess I would have thought he would have been higher because it just seemed like every year he was at least pumping out 4,000 yards a year and had some touchdowns. Uh, But when you actually go through and scrub the stats, the dude had the third worst touchdown to interception ratio. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a freaking turnover machine. And that's one where I admit my own bias is that, you know, I remember, oh, hey, you know, he came in when it counted and he beat the Patriots twice. And so I was always rooting for Eli Manning. But statistically speaking, he was near the bottom of the barrel for starting yeah, quarterbacks. I, I'm
1: you know, I'm not surprised by as much as you are by Eli Manning because because I clearly remember and this is this is probably a product of I had him a couple years on my fantasy teams where it's just like, oh my gosh, is he gonna throw
0: Yeah
1: a Billion interceptions this year. Every time it turned around, he was throwing an <laughs> interception. And also, if you look at overall, like Eli Manning, and this is why I don't think Eli Manning is necessarily a Hall of Fame QB, but he will get into the Hall of Fame. He's, if I remember correctly, his overall, and yeah, this takes into account the fact that he had, you know, other players affect this because he can't, he's not playing defense and. And, and stuff but he's one or two games below 500 oh, yeah overall in his career and he just had those
0: two magical those, runs man two
1: magical playoff runs where he played his ass off
0: yeah i think it's like because it's two he's gonna get the boost you know if mm-hmm. it was just the one maybe that would hold him back a little bit but i don't know it's it's He's got the two, and he's got the name, you know, and that that Manning name carries weight. And so, you know, yeah. But, I mean, you look at this. It's like in the Jay Cutler era, I mean, man, he was 25th out of 32 eligible quarterbacks. That's not Hall of Fame, except he had that, you know, lightning strike twice kind of luck.
1: And, And I apologize. In the regular season, he's 117 and 117
0: dead even
1: dead even I thought he I thought he dropped a game or two below 500 but I was wrong I mean you add in the playoffs in the playoffs he's
0: eight and four gotcha yeah all,
1: so all eight wins are those two Super Bowl wins every other time he was <laughs> in the playoffs besides those that streak he went on um, in 07/08 and 11/ 12. He went on a hot streak and won four games each of those years. Every other year, he lost in the playoffs: two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand eight, two thousand sixteen. Yeah. He didn't win a single game those seasons. That those seasons. So either he won all his games in the playoffs, or he just lost in the playoffs. Oh
0: yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, hot or cold. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a wild, wild ride for him, man. Uh, but it made for some exciting Super Bowls, I'll tell you that.
1: Mm. It just clicked in my head. I forgot to bring it up when we talked about the Baker Mayfield trade. Yeah. It occurred to me when this trade happened, and I am correct. Do you know who Carolina plays week one this year?
0: Is it Cleveland?
1: It's Cleveland.
0: Oh, my gosh. All right. The league's loving that.
1: Yeah. It just it just it just clicked in my head. When something else causes it to click, but it cl- it clicked that that I heard I had thought yeah. I remembered that correctly. I thought I had heard it and then Can he get was, revenge
0: right away? Exactly. I mean, maybe and, if they don't have a quarterback. Very true.
1: If they if they don't have a quarterback, it's quite possible he can get revenge right away. Do I think he will? No.
0: I mean, I tell you, James, I actually really like the Carolina roster in terms mm-hmm. of like overall depth and strength, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You know, like they could be good. They could, I you know, I don't know if they're playoff team, but you know, Baker he could give them a good boost, man, because Darnold was just like dragging them down hard. You know. Yeah,
1: I I, I think you're right. I think that this does move the needle a little. That does move the needle a little bit on them, but. Um, I, I, a little
0: bit, not much. Uh, okay. Well, let me hit a couple other names on this list and then sorry
1: for the tangent. Oh,
0: Hey, no, I want you to throw them all in there, man. Uh, I don't know how long this show will go tonight. So, you know, tangents are the more the merrier, but, uh, the next guy I had on the list here, James was Jay Cutler. I mean, like everybody in their mom knows Jay Cutler. He's got tons of hype, good and bad over the years. He came in at 26, one spot lower than Eli. Um, I think I was expecting him to maybe be a little bit higher, too. Uh, But, you know, truth be told, he's a guy that was kind of like a perennial underperformer, if that makes sense, where it's like people always thought he was a franchise quarterback, but he never, like, lit the world on fire despite having this, like, crazy strong arm. And when you look at the stats— I mean, it it shows pretty clearly that he had a high interception percentage, brought him down into the abyss of these franchise signal callers. Uh, But he did have a long career, Denver, Chicago, Miami. I think these guys just kept giving him chances because they fell in love with that arm strength and thought that maybe they could get him to click. You know, oh, well, with my quarterback coach or with this, he'll be that guy. Uh, He never really was that guy. He just had a strong arm and he was good enough to kind of like stay on the starting roster, but that's about it.
1: Yeah. So I, whenever I hear Jay Cutler, the only thing I can think of is that meme that went around a couple of years ago when his wife or his now ex-wife, um, she had, you know, had a kid or ex-girl or whatever, his baby mama, she had a kid. <laughs> And it, you know the chick with the reality show. Oh her, yeah, yeah. She had a clogged um, uh, milk tube in her breast, and so one of her friends on the reality show asked her how she got it out, and she replied, "Jay sucked harder than he sucked in his life." And the meme was, "Did you see him play football?"
0: Oh. <sighs> I don't even know what to say about that one.
1: Yeah, but that's that's what pops in my head when you say Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Yeah. Jay Cutler had, was all hype. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, shit, when he when he got to Chicago, his first year he had what? 30 interceptions, 26, sorry. 26 interceptions the first year in Chicago. Yeah. And it didn't get better.
0: Yeah, he was a turnover Chicago. machine, man. Yeah. yeah.
1: He had he averaged uh, what's what's this average? And this is a county what he played five games, two years, didn't even play full seasons. And he had 13 interceptions per season and he didn't even play all the games. He averaged, yeah, let's see, games per year. He averaged a little bit shy of 13 games per year. So he had an interception per game, basically.
0: Oh, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, here, let me, let me give you my opposite, Jay Cutler but still ranked near the bottom uh and that's Alex Smith you know we've Mm -hmm. talked a lot about how that guy was really smart with the football really good game manager um but he deserved I mean you know I would say he's one of these guys that despite being this low on this list he deserves more credit and so he came in at 24 um you know We've talked a lot about it. If you're a team that has a good defense in a running game, you can make the case for him doing your team right because he's going to be smart with the football and he's going to let your uh, your better attributes help win you the game. He's not going to be the guy that is going to win a shootout for you, but he did throw two times as many touchdowns as interceptions, which is solid. It's just the thing that drug him down is his touchdown percent was low, 3.94%. He didn't even make that 4% mark. uh, Significantly lower than pretty much any of his peers. And, I mean, you know, most of the guys above Dalton are close to 5 or higher. You know, with him being under 4, that's really what drug him down in these ratings is just that as a passer, there's something to be desired there. And, you know, I hate knocking Alex Smith because – I think he was a really good quarterback, uh, you know, just not in that great category. So I'm gonna have
1: to have to look look these these teams up or that team up because if you look at if you look at the stats for for Alex Smith, he had uh, in his career he had 109 interceptions, and 53 of them were his first five seasons.
0: Well, that's actually that would um, that'd be a good uh evaluation for him to show the career arc getting better as his as his time went on yeah so yeah you're right I'm looking at it right now he had 53 interceptions in his first five of his first six years because I took out his rookie season and then wow he was like ultra efficient after that Five, five, seven, six, seven, eight, five, five, eight. Yeah, but you know, it's also sometimes the touchdowns aren't there. So like the year he had eighty, he only had fifteen touchdowns. You know, and, and but but still, it's good. I like that you did that. You gave him the assist to show he very clearly got better in the back half of his career.
1: Yeah, and I'm trying to recall those 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 forty niners teams were.
0: They made they made the playoffs. He went to the NFC Championship the one year.
1: Yeah, but that was later. I thought
0: it was one of his. It was his final year in San Francisco.
1: Right, but if 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 you look at the the list, his final year was 2012. Oh he no, no, five... it
0: had to be 11 because Kaepernick took over in 12.
1: Yeah. Uh blah blah blah. Beat the Saints. NFC Championship game in two thousand eleven season where he had
0: five interceptions. Before that seventeen oh. touchdowns that year. That was good. Yeah. Before before that, like in two thousand ten, he had fourteen and ten. It wasn't good.
1: Yeah, I'm trying but I'm looking at looking for who the coach was that year. Oh,
0: was that uh the Mike Nolan era? Is that what you're thinking? Or uh now, or the linebacker? Was, What was his name?
1: Singletary was nine and I don't remember if Singletary how long Singletary was coached there. So Singletary was head coach for the 49ers two thousand nine and two thousand and ten.
0: Okay.
1: And then before that was the Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan era. So that's that could account for for how why he had so many interceptions his first five or six years
0: yeah it it hey i mean i i like that he turned it around and i liked him a lot in the back half of his career he was one of those guys you were always rooting for him underdog kind of guy you know he Mm -hmm. wasn't gonna you know lights out 350 yards a bunch of touchdowns but man he just was like super efficient and you know one of the things that isn't pointed out here is that he actually did get some stuff done on the ground he did run when he needed to and that gave him a boost where his arm didn't noise. So, uh, all right. So, James, the last one, this one you might have a couple things to say about. But I wanted to talk about Joe Flacco. And so <laughs> Flacco is 31 out of 32 on this list. And um, I know that you've not always been a big fan of Joe Flacco. I I liked him. Um, but I tell you, wow, the stats, they're ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, I would have I at least thought he would have been higher than guys like Bradford, Bortles, and Fitzpatrick, but no. Uh, and I would have at least thought his yards per attempt would have been higher, but no. For a guy who was known as having, like, just a freaking cannon of an arm, he threw 6.74 yards per attempt, which is like very, very clearly in the bottom rung of these quarterbacks. And so I don't know what the heck that was all about, but holy cow. Um, and then, you know, he just just didn't get it done, man. I mean, if you projected him out, we're showing 3,900 yards, 22 touchdowns to 13 and a half interceptions uh you know that's not great man but yeah just throwing that out there james
1: yeah and that's a little skewed from his um (coughs) last year with the jets because i mean he played in two games and threw three touchdowns no interceptions um joe flacco (coughs) what to say about joe flacco (laughs) <laughs> if you look at even even the year he won, um, it was it was respectable. even the
0: Super was, Bowl year. He got Super hot in Bowl the playoffs, year. man.
1: He got hot in the playoffs, but it was it was it was res- respectable um, for for that year. I mean, it was two point two to one touchdown interception ratio. But in the playoffs that year, he threw eleven touchdowns and no interceptions.
0: Yeah, it was impressive
1: and i think he was more of a product of the system because i mean it was the defense and all you needed at quarterback was was just a game manager
0: yeah great defense great running games you know that's i mean they would have loved to have a guy like alex smith all day on that team
1: yeah and and also if you look at look at that's that's how san francisco Won both their Super Bowls. They are not San Francisco. Baltimore won both both their Super Bowls. I just got confused the whole time. Oh, the Trent Dilfer year going back. The Trent Trent Dilfer year going back. If you look at that, all you needed was a game manager. But but yeah, he Trent Dilfer went out and won the fucking Super Bowl for Baltimore. And the next year, they go out and trade for Elvis Gerbach who played what like a year.
0: Yeah, it was weird. But I mean, it was also, I mean, they they won with like the least likely quarterback ever.
1: See, I would, I would actually push back on that because, because from what I remember for Trent Dofer, huh. Different era? Well, that for sure, different
0: era, yeah. No,
1: no, like, I just, I don't remember, I didn't remember the stats for the 2000 season. Like, I kind of remember him as the, like, 90s, 97, 98 seasons. That's what I I remember when I think of Trent Dilfer before okay. he was um, when he had he had 97, 98. He had 21 touchdowns each year and 11 or 15 interceptions. So almost two to one and almost one and a half to one um, each year. But I mean, wow, holy shit, that's not a lot of yards.
0: <laughs> no, they that was all run first era, man. You know, like yeah. there were there were only a handful of teams that were airing it out back then.
1: Yeah, but all all for did. Dilfer was a hundred and thirty and a hundred and thirty. I'm sorry, that's not his record. That's his. Why do they not have his record on here?
0: Huh? Mm, I don't know. Anyways, but yeah, it's so let me I guess sum it up on my. Uh, Dalton era assessment and so I came in James with him at 16 out of 32 eligible quarterbacks which I think solidly supports that he was the prime meridian quarterback of his era but I I do want to say that he is way better than that kind of terminology gives him credit for because that's 32 what were considered quote unquote franchise quarterbacks? That's not a snapshot of one season looking at 32 quarterbacks. Because if you looked season by season, there's all sorts of guys like freaking Teddy Bridgewater, uh, frickin Brock Osweiler, uh, Matt Castle, Christian Ponder, all sorts of guys that just like churned at the bottom of that quarterback. Uh, you know group and this is 32 guys that had staying power for him to be at 16 i think that speaks volumes that he was actually a pretty darn good quarterback man
1: yeah you know i always i always liked andy dalton like the later years not so much yeah um he but, did fall
0: off the map man
1: yeah he kind of kind of fell off the map i i think you know when when he kind of Took the backup role and then fucking Chicago tweeted out QB one with a picture for him of him, just like yeah. Washington did with uh, Carson Wentz <laughs> recently. <laughs> so, but yeah, pretty solidly, his numbers are as pr- pretty damn good. To, end up right in the middle even if you were to move him to this era and he still ends up right in the middle
0: yeah no I I think I think pretty good now I guess looking at the new era like this year 2022 I think I sent you my just sort of off the cuff rankings of how I would put this together because if I'm trying to find the new Andy Dalton I'm looking at the passers going into this season and I'm just asking myself, do I think this guy's better than that guy? What kind of stats do I have to support it? There's still a lot of guys that are young in their careers that are hard to assess. Jalen Hurts is one of those guys. Uh, Tua Tagovola, however you say his name, he's one of those guys. Uh, thank you. And then you have guys that maybe there's enough there. Uh, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, you know, even Justin Herbert, pretty young. Joe Burrow. Uh, Josh Allen, you could probably say there's enough there for him now, but these are guys that, that have gotten better. You, you gotta, like when you're looking at these, you almost always got to take out the rookie year because for almost all of these guys, the rookie year is horrible. And when you take that out, there's really not a whole lot of sample size for them. And so it's hard to grade them. But I did my best to kind of put together my rankings here in trying to figure out who I would consider to be the new Andy Dalton. Um, Matt Ryan, if I'm looking at my list, I got him at 18. And so, you know, that's close to 16. But, you know, I think that the new Andy Dalton scale, James, should be your 14th-ranked quarterback if I was going to do it my way. And my logic for that is that only 14 quarterbacks – are getting in the playoffs. If you're not one of them, you're below that prime meridian. Uh, and so, if I was at 14, just the way that I put this together, and I don't know, you might think I'm crazy, but I, I got two. <laughs> I got two at 14. I think you could drop him lower and put guys like maybe Derek Carr for this year above him with Devontae Adams coming to town. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know. I mean, like I got guys in this range. Maybe maybe Wentz is now that new. Uh, you know, prime Meridian candidate. And some of this is when you compare the Dalton era to the current era, you're adding in all these guys like Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, very clearly in the top half. And so it's pushing guys like Carson Wentz lower than where he ranked in that Dalton era, which makes me feel like that's more fitting maybe for him to be a prime Meridian candidate. But, you know, what are you thinking, man? What's your thoughts on that? (laughs) So. Are we
1: talking, I, I just want clarification on this. Yeah. We're talking for this season.
0: I'm, I'm saying like or basically totally this forward. season going forward, you know, like in the next however many years, you know, not the next 10 years, but the next couple of years.
1: So so there's a couple th- of things with your analysis, because if it was just this season, you have to take out Deshaun Watson, because I fully believe Watson's going to be suspended for the entire season.
0: Yeah, that's it's a wild card. Yep.
1: If you're talking this season going forward, you have to take out Tom Brady because He'll this is Tom Brady's retired last year. <laughs> yep. So when you do, when you kind of adjust for that, and then you you look at it, um, so you take hypothetically based on your rankings, I disagree in here, and I'll I'll get to the, get to that in a second. Based well, I want you rankings. to do
0: your own here, James.
1: I oh, no, based on based on your rankings. You, you're considering those factors, either one, either taking um, the Sean Watson or Tom Brady, at one or the other. because yeah. Both. Then you're looking more at Jalen Hurts.
0: So yeah, that puts Hurts up to thirteen.
1: it puts Hurts at fourteen. Because oh, because you add back.
0: Yeah, you add back Watson if you're looking at the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So that puts Hurts at fourteen. I like that. I could see him being that that pivot point. So,
1: now finagling your rankings, I think you have Safford a little bit low. I would put him above Cousins. I would drop Murray down. But I think you have to be in the top ten. And then anybody
0: outside the top ten is the – yeah, okay.
1: Have a legitimate shot. At winning the Super Bowl, so yeah,
0: so you're thinking it. Hey, it's not about being a franchise quarterback; it's about being a franchise quarterback that can win you playoff games. Yes,
1: because you play to win the game. Yeah,
0: no, that's a very good you play point. Play
1: for a championship.
0: So yeah, because c- the other the other thing I was going to say is that when you look at this new era of passers, because teams are more pass centric, there's actually a lot more names on here that are very respectable starters. Mm-hmm. But that's the key, James, like you're talking about. It's who's gonna win you some playoff games. And if it's not is my guy better than him or worse than him. It's is this guy good enough to win a playoff game? If he's not, then he's not good enough.
1: Yeah. It's not as so much is this guy good enough to win a playoff game? Is this can I trust him to come through in that moment and win the Super Bowl for me.
0: Well, yeah, I mean now you're making it even smaller list.
1: Yeah, but I think I think it's because that's I I understand the playoff and winning a playoff game, but winning a playoff game doesn't do shit.
0: All right, so if you're not Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, or Tom Brady. You fall below the prime meridian.
1: All right. So, on your list, I think very clearly the top eight on your list, and I'm including Tom Brady in this for this, for these. Yeah, purposes. just for keep it very simple. I got clearly you. The top eight are good enough to win the Super Bowl.
0: I agree I, with that. Yeah. While I like Kirk
1: Cousins, I don't think he's good enough to win the Super Bowl.
0: No, and, you know, the thing mm-hmm. with Cousins, which which was um, the big thing I wanted to point out, and it kind of goes back to the comparison to Dalton. If you compared, you know, I know I compared Dalton to Stafford. You know, they were 13 and 16. If you compare Stafford to Cousins and you said, okay, we're going to even this out and we're just going to extrapolate Cousins' stats as if him and Stafford threw the same amount of passes, Cousins actually comes out way better, man. You're, we're talking 4,500 yards compared to 4,300. We're talking 31 touchdowns and change to 28. And we're talking 11 interceptions to almost 13. You know, he's a more efficient passer. He just doesn't pass at that high of a volume. But I think it also comes back to what you're talking about, which is hard to build into the model, which is that clutch factor. Okay, if the game is on the line or it's a big game, you know, like because Cousins has been knocked for not winning primetime games, you know, how do you put that in there and put some weight on that? In which case you're saying it elevates Stafford and it drags Cousins down.
1: Mm -hmm. And so. If I were to to refinagle your top 10, I'm just going to go to the top 10 and I'm not going to refinagle. I agree. Patrick Mahomes won. Uh, I'd put Aaron Rodgers over Josh Allen. I'd leave Wilson there. I'd put Herbert above Brady. I'd also put Burrow above Brady. Then Brady at 7. Watson at 8. Stafford at 9. Cousins at 10. Gotcha. And I think Cousins... As bad as the saying, with Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, yep. who are, who are, appear to be fran- franchise quarterbacks, but I think they're, I think those those three, I think those four, Cousins, Murray, Jackson, Prescott, they're, they fit that Andy Dalton characteristic. He's good enough that you don't want to get rid of him, but not good enough to win the big game.
0: Yeah, can he get you there?
1: So I got gotcha. you. I, I would be comfortable putting any of those four as as the prime meridian.
0: I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So it's after Watson is what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. After Stafford.
0: After Stafford. Sorry. After Stafford. So I, have, okay. I
1: have Stafford just above Cousins. Yeah. So,
0: it's, so Stafford makes the cut. Everybody else is a question mark. Yeah. So gotcha.
1: Whichever one of those four cousins—Murray, Jackson, Prescott—you want to put in as the prime meridian, you want you want to err on the side. I might reorganize, put put Jackson above Murray and Prescott above Murray, but I mean any one of those four I could see as being the prime meridian.
0: Gotcha. I like that input. Um, all right, so I guess looking at the list for now, any other takeaways that you want to hit on, or is it? I mean, this is all just, you know, we're we're kind of off the cuff here, making guesses on rankings. Well, no, we didn't want to go past the top ten. Let's um, yeah, let's switch this over, James, and let's do our question of the week. Uh, I did I did enjoy the Andy Dalton scale, but so I want to go back to the Baker Mayfield news with him going to Carolina. What does that mean now for Jimmy G? because I tell you what James he is running out of places to land and I just skimmed the list real quick and I'll just give you I'll just give you the list of teams and like the wild ass reasons why maybe uh, you got Seattle which seems like they're probably the most in need but unlikely because they're in the same division. There's Atlanta, which you could say, okay, Jimmy G should be solidly better than Mariota, but would they give up on him before it even starts, Uh, especially with a rookie passer behind him? Cleveland maybe is an intriguing spot because if they've got Watson on such a low cap number for this year, like you pointed out, maybe they take Jimmy G to keep him afloat so that they know they can get into the playoffs. Uh, but it'd be a one-year deal. Houston, you could make the argument Jimmy G is better than Davis Mills, but they're pumping out a lot of talk about Lovey Smith likes Davis Mills and wants to give him a chance. Then there's the Giants, which, I mean, let's just be real, Daniel Jones isn't the answer. Would they make a move for Jimmy G? I don't know if that's possible because Daniel Jones is in that fifth-year option. They owe him a lot of money. Uh, if you keep going, you got maybe Miami because of the connection with Mike McDaniel, but that would mean they're giving up on Tua and saying he's a bust, which I I think that's premature. Uh, and then the last team that I could even I could even possibly fathom, which I still don't even think is a feasible option, is uh, Tampa Bay because maybe this is Brady's last year and you want to get your next guy now while he's available, but. I don't see that happen in no way in heck, man. Uh, Brady and Garoppolo on the same squad again. That just, I don't know. I, but I'm just, I, I'm at awe. I don't know where I could even place Jimmy Garoppolo now. I mean, what do you think, man? So, this is right in my
1: wheelhouse because i thought about this and I've thought about this. And situation and facts are a little different because when Brady retired, I started pounding pounding the drum that Jimmy G was going to end up in Tampa Bay. Pounding the drum, Jimmy G's going to end up in Tampa Bay. Just keep pounding that drum. Guess where he's going to end up? He's Tampa in Tampa
0: Bay. Bay. For, for just, a, a trade or he rides it out with the 49ers and he goes there in free agency? Oh, no,
1: no, 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 no. There's no way in hell he's going to be on the roster week one for the 49ers. No way in how. If he's on the roster week one for the 49ers, Trey Lance is a bust. Oh, man. He's a bust. He's not ready. And Jimmy G will be starting week one. You need to, you need to snip that shit off. At, you need to cut it off of the balls because that <laughs> entire locker room uh. will run through a fucking wall for Jimmy G.
0: I mean then what do you think? Uh what was it? Uh Brian Dable went to the Giants, get Jimmy G, just get rid of Daniel Jones and get your quarterback and start making it work.
1: See, I would say that I, and 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 you could say that, but I've been seeing a lot of stuff of
0: how Dable likes Daniel Jones. Oh man. But is he does he really or is he just saying it? I don't know. Okay. I don't I, know.
1: I mean, where I'm else also, could you go? I'm
0: also curious if
1: the Giants don't want to win this year
0: because they want to draft a quarterback.
1: Draft a quarterback because there's a couple good candidates coming out in yeah. the next
0: draft. I mean, that's a good strategy, and they're you know a young a young enough head coach in terms of his tenure that you're going to let him suck this year without penalty, really. And you could, if you draft a quarterback, you can kind of let him suck again next year without penalty. It's then his third year that they got to start performing. Uh, I could see that being a good strategy. I just, you know, I guess to me it's like, if you want to just start getting it going, just go after Jimmy G now. I don't know where else he could land, man.
1: Did Did you not listen to me? Tampa Bay.
0: But before the season, I don't know, dude. You think Brady's going to let him be on that roster? Well, maybe because yeah. he'll be the backup. <laughs> he'll be He's the like, clear... yeah, you can come and back me up.
1: <laughs> yeah, he'll be the clear backup. There won't be um, any question about who the starter is. I was looking for list of, there we go, Giants head coaches, because it's, I think that Deville's going to get a few years. Okay. Because the last...
0: Well, I mean, I was just telling you, he's going to get at least three if they tank, draft a quarterback. You know, he's going to get three right there in that system.
1: McAdoo, Shermer, and Judge only got two years each. Yeah, but they were were all
0: just freaking horrible
1: right so i think the maros are going to give them give dayball a little bit longer of a leash as long as they see improvement yeah and like i mean joe judge was 10 and 23 shermer was 9 and 23 and mcadoo was the best out of all of them at 13 and 15
0: man they all sucked (laughs) Uh, especially McAdoo, man I really didn't like him I just didn't like watching him talk he just rubbed me the wrong way
1: which isn't yeah, he is which which is the most fucked up thing in the world is he's now
0: offensive coordinator
1: (laughs) offensive coordinator for the Carolina
0: Panthers good luck, Baker good luck yeah, but hang on, I'll say this: I actually thought McAdoo was a good offensive coordinator. I didn't like him when he became a head coach.
1: Yeah, I can give you that.
0: I'm not saying great offensive coordinator, just good.
1: I mean, they did go from 28th to 13th his first year, and then took and went to sixth in scoring um, his second year. And that's how he parlayed that into being the head coach. So, yeah, there were, there were a lot of strides forward there with uh, under his two years he was offensive coordinator. Yeah. Or three years, sorry. No, two years, two years. Because he was 14 and 15.
0: Uh, all right. Well, um, yeah. So I guess for anybody out there similar to Name That Stadium, Hit us up with some comments. Let us let us know what you think about our question of the week. Where's Jimmy G gonna end up now? Somebody give us some credible inside info. We want to know. Uh, and James, I don't know, man. What else you got for tonight? Any any closing thoughts? Any final tangents? You know, we got time if you want to keep running on something.
1: I I think that might be might be it for tonight. Okay. I have to come up with a topic for next week but the week after but
0: yeah yeah I want to go back and find out what we did at this time last year because some of them are good repeatable things uh, but then some of them are like not and so it might be time for something fresh like this uh, but yeah hey check it out think about it let me know what you think man and if anybody's watching let us know what you think if you got a topic you want us to hit up tell us because we might do it all right cool hey james like always man it was fun uh and uh yeah for anybody listening or watching we hope you thought it was fun and that you enjoyed it if you did hit that thumbs up that like button whatever and if you haven't already subscribed to the channel it's a big boost for me and james we are down a subscriber how the heck did that happen james uh and so we need to get some back so hook us up guys all right james It's a good night, man. I'll catch you later.
1: All right. Have a good one. See ya. Gridiron Grinder. Hut, hut, hike.